we head on over to the KRDO Newsline, where correspondent Scott McFarlane joins us. And Scott, uh, amid all the talk of uh, Supreme Court decisions and this and that, uh, it seems like we've lost sight of a very important thing that's looming, the government shutdown and this deadline to get some sort of funding thing passed. Tell us where we stand on that. Oh, this is like the worst sequel to the worst movie ever. It does um, feel again, like we've been doing this like, too much. It's like Jaws 4. You know, it's, it's, we've hit the first three versions were more than sufficient. Um, they're going to push this back a couple more weeks, this deadline for a government shutdown. So instead of the government shutting down tomorrow and the rest of government shutting down next Friday, they've slid the deadlines later into March. And that buys them more time to conclude negotiations on things that seem attainable, you know, funding the federal government at acceptable levels, but that should have been done in 2023. I mean, this is the work that was supposed to be done in 2023, and it's now encroaching deep into March. But they're averting a government shutdown, which does obviously avoid any number of political problems for incumbents in government, but it also spares service members, hundreds of thousands of federal workers and contractors from having interruptions in their pay, and that would have jammed up the economy pretty good, too. You know, here in Southern Colorado, we have a very uh, heavy military presence, and uh, certainly I have within my acquaintance a large number of uh, families who are dependent on those military paychecks. So I, I I know how they have to plan every time that something like this gets announced, because uh, you don't know how long you're going to have to make that money stretch if Congress uh, failed to take action. So this is, uh, you know, such that it is, even though it's kicking the can down the way, uh, it is it is a, a bit of a relief. Not just the paychecks, though. And that's obviously the primary issue. You're spot on about that. But if they had a breach of the government shutdown deadline tomorrow, it would have stopped the WIC program, the Women's Infant and Children Program, nutritional support. A quarter million military families, among many other Americans, rely on that. Military housing benefits would have dried up. I mean, this had real retail impact on people's lives, which is why nobody wants anything to do with owning a government shutdown among leadership. Right. But yet they can't seem to come to some sort of uh, solution in there. And uh, we hope that uh, maybe they uh, prevail in those efforts in the weeks to come. So so let's talk also, uh, because uh, some congressional testimony coming from the president's son. Tell us about the nature of this testimony. This is in in the Uh, in the light of the impeachment trial, as I understand? The impeachment inquiry launched by Republicans against President Biden alleges that the president's son, Hunter, traded off the family name to get rich and that they allege some of the money made its way back to President Biden and they've alleged bribery. They've provided no evidence of the latter half, that the president had any misconduct or that the president was enriched whatsoever. What's more, the star witness upon whom they had been justifying a lot of this probe, an FBI informant who alleged bribery of the president. His story fell apart. The feds have charged him with lying, with making up false stories after dealing with Russian foreign agents. So a lot of this impeachment inquiry has been kneecapped, and it was kneecapped just before Hunter Biden sat down for an agreed-upon deposition. This thing went seven hours yesterday on Capitol Hill, behind closed doors, no cameras, no witnesses beyond the people involved, and there'll be a transcript released soon. I was wondering. But it's unclear now. Where, where, where's this headed? I mean, they, 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 the star witness's uh, story has collapsed. There's not much there there, according to Democrats, and time's running short. I, I don't know what the next step would be. 
Were, were there Democrats present in the room when the, I mean, did they give any indication, you know, as to what might be contained in this transcript when it's finally released? Yes, Democrats are in the room. Yes, there's a whole system in place where they alternate questions. One hour Republicans and one hour Democrats. One hour Republicans, one hour Democrats. Um, what Democrats would tell you is that this is all empty calories and a waste of time, that there was nothing happening in this deposition that everybody didn't know already. Um, that being said, there were some rules in the agreement for the deposition where they can't read out and tell you the exact questions and the exact answers. Mm. We'll find that out when the transcript's released. Mm. And, and I think it's a pretty much a known fact that Hunter Biden lived for a time a very messy and potentially criminal uh, life uh, in what he was consuming and what he was, uh, uh, you know, what he was in possession of. Uh, but, uh, you know, whether it rises to the level that uh, we are going to see anything come further from this p- impeachment inquiry, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, Scott McFarland, always a pleasure talking to you. We appreciate it. Let's do it more often. Oh, you bet. Sounds good. All right. Take care.